Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to, excuse me, to the New York City metropolitan area. Download the app. Please share it with your friends. Uh, this is going to, uh, we're recording this. It'll be posting very soon on, uh, social media. So if you're hearing it on radio at Veritas or you're watching it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or, or X or rumble, please share this video, please share it. You know, the pro-life movement for 50 years, if it wasn't for the pro-life movement and yes, particularly Catholic pro-lifers, okay. Who kept this issue at the forefront of American politics, even though it's not a political issue, okay? Abortion would have gone away a long time ago. Nobody would have ever done anything about it. And there's a lot of people in this country that would have loved that, all right? But it's people like Eva Montian, who's joining us here today. She was here with us last year talking about the March for Life. She's one of the founders of the Walk for Life West Coast, uh, which, Eva, correct me if I'm wrong, that's taking place this weekend? On Saturday the 20th, yes. Saturday the 20th, all right, and spread this video because it's only, and the reason why I bring it up, it's only because of the awareness of what happens behind those doors at Planned Parenthood and other places that people grew disgusted, all right, and they, yes, I know people don't like this, uh, they voted in a way that maybe we could get some judges that would do something about this. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the the walk for life. We're going to talk about what's going on in the country in general. Uh, even Monty and his manager and marketing of Ignatius Press, the world's largest Catholic publisher, born in Budapest, Hungary. She and her family escaped communist oppression when she was nine years old, settling in Columbus, Indiana. Eve is one of the founders and co-chairs of, as I said, the Walk for Life West Coast and is on the U.S. Board of Directors for the International Theological Institute in Trauma, Austria. She is also the founder of sfsfcatholics.org. Eva, welcome back to the front line with Joe and Joe. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, like I said, I, I wish we said uh, before we started, you know, wish we could have you on for a more, uh, let's say, uh, a pleasant conversation. There's nothing pleasant about abortion, uh, but that's why I emphasize that we need to. We need to, awareness is at a low, Eva. I'm convinced of that. I mean, it's 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 getting better, but nonetheless, people still need to know just how evil this is. All right, and that's why we're we're so honored to have you on the show because you've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> Let's get into the conversation. I'm going to hand it over to Joe. We always start with a prayer, Eva. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Remember, O oh most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, for you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency hear and answer us. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Well, Eva, <clears throat> there's some 
themes that are constants on this show. Uh, Blessed Mother, big one. We talk a lot about her because she's the Blessed Mother. We also talk about abortion. This is big, very big. Uh, A lot of people talk about the march in D.C. A lot of people don't know about the march in San Francisco. I have known for a while about it because I watch it on EWTN. They give some good coverage on it. People should check it out. But sadly, the mainstream media gives no airtime uh, to the D.C. march. I mean, they give you like three seconds, uh, basically, like at the end of the news hour in between. They, uh, they, the give you, they, get, they give you three seconds to try to convince everybody watching that there was about 30 people there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Meanwhile, exactly. there's like 300,000 people there. But that's uh, that's a conversation for another day. Basically, before we get into the march itself in San Francisco, um, I think some people just think that this is important for Catholics, abortion. And it is. I contend it's important for everybody. And I'm going to tell you why. In my opinion, and Eva, please educate me as well as our listeners. If we as a nation are willing to eliminate children who are the poorest of the poor, you see, sadly, the argument is always, well, I'm for the poor, but I'm also pro-abortion. You cannot be. Because no one is poorer than a child in the womb, completely dependent upon the mother for survival. If we are willing to do that, we're willing to do anything, anything. And frankly, we are doing that, quote unquote, anything. Our country is falling apart. This is important for everybody, whether you're Catholic, whether you're non-Catholic, even if you're pro-choice. It's important for you. You just don't see it yet. Eva, please educate us, as well as our listeners, why this is the issue, in my opinion. Well, it's child sacrifice, you know, and, and no no society can survive when you're killing the most innocent among you. Uh, history has shown that. And there's just no other way to put it. It's 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 child sacrifice. And it not alone hurts the child, obviously kills the child, but look at the damage it does to the to mothers, to fathers, to the family, the family unit. It's 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 devastating, absolutely devastating. We're spiraling out of control because of all, killing of all our children. Didn't Mother Teresa say, you know, you, there can never be peace as long as we allow, I'm paraphrasing, of course, uh, as long as we allow the 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 slaughter of innocent preborn children, all right, um, you're never going to have peace. And that's why, to Joe's point, Eva, it's like, listen, people say, well, it's a Catholic issue. A lot of Jews out there are pro-life. We've spoken to them, Joe and I, all right, particularly the Orthodox, all right? A lot of Muslims are pro-life, all right? A lot of evangelicals claim to be pro-life. I think they should fight harder, all right? God bless them, all right, um, as Catholics do. Unfortunately, we fought, we, you know, we, we have our enough problems in the church when you have over 50% of Catholics who, who don't mind abortion. That, that That's a big issue, too. But the fact is, like, Joseph, this is a universal issue. What do you think is going to happen to your son? If you have no... Here's a, something, Eva, that you could address, because I've said it on the show, and please tell me if you agree. Um, I've always said that abortion was the way that, that those who really seek the destruction of Western okay. civilization, that is a means by which they tell all of us and all of society, by, we support that. We support the slaughter of the innocent, and we know they're innocent. What do you think will do to you eventually? How does a society work like that when you have conservatives? Conservatives, after Roe versus Wade was overturned, saying, no, now we have to leave abortion alone because we have to get back to making money. They don't get it, Eva. 
or they're unwilling to get it. Sexual liberation and using abortion, abortion as a backstop, all right, to sexual liberation is what is destroying this country. It's got nothing to do with China. It's got nothing to do with tariffs. It's got nothing to do with taxes. Abortion and sexual liberation are destroying this country. That was my rant, Eva. I'd love your comments. <laughs> I can't even expound on that. You, you said it beautifully. I mean, there's there's no way around it. The destruction of the family is what's causing our culture and society to fall apart. And abortion is, is the major cause of that. So, yeah, no, I absolutely agree with everything you said. Real quick, Joe, real quick. Let me stay there one second because you escaped communism. Yeah. B please educate our listeners why the destruction of the family. See, when we use the word Marxist and communists in America, even conservatives don't like it. Oh, you shouldn't call, call them oligarchs. Call them tight. No, no. They're communists is what they are. You escaped them. Their primary thing, the primary institution, all right, that they need to destroy is the family. And we see it all around us. And if you talk to an average pro-choice person, they say, no, I'm an anti-communist. You're doing what they want you to do when you support abortion. Because destruction, of, like you said, of the family. Tell our listeners, why is destroying the family so important? Well, I mean, that's how they're going to destroy society. And this, the, the way the family goes, the society's going to go. I mean, as we've seen, as I mean, there's so much proof of that in our culture right now. I mean, ever since the sexual revolution and the abortion being made legal, we've just been spiraling out of control. And you got to put the two together. I mean, it's, they came at the same time. So, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely the destruction of society is based on the fact that we allowed abortion. We've, we had the sexual revolution, the destruction of the family. There's just there's just there's too much proof for that. It's just the way it is. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not some sort of conspiracy theory. If you're just joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, we're being joined uh, by Evan Muntean. Uh, we're, and we're talking about the Walk for Life West Coast. Eva, when, just remind our audience when, when and where that's going to be. Well, it's going to be right here in San Francisco. It's my hometown. Um, by the way, for those who say that we're out of towners, I've been here for 30 years. So I, have, I call San Francisco my home. So it's going to be this coming Saturday, January 20th. It's going to be right in the middle of the heart of San Francisco at Civic Center Plaza. And we're going to have lots of events around it. Our main event starts at 1230. But before the main event, Silent No More will have some of the uh, some of the women who've suffered from abortion will give their testimony. <laughs> we have an info fair, which is one of our main, you know, we focus on that because we get vendors, pro-life vendors who distribute their information on how people can get involved. One of the main things that we try to do here is to pro to promote and encourage our attendees to get involved. Uh, yes, come to the walk, have a great day socializing with your peers, etc. But then go back home and start doing something for the cause. And we make that possible by having our vendors in the info fair. So we're going to be doing that. That starts at 11 o'clock. Our rally starts at 12.30, and we have four speakers who will we'll probably discuss that soon. Um, mm -hmm. they, they will be um, for one hour, speaking for one hour, and then we start walking at 1.30. And we basically walk right through the middle of San Francisco, down the Main Street, Market Street, and we end up at the water at the Ferry Building. It's a beautiful walk. It's a beautiful area where we walk. So we encourage everyone who can to come and join us. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll get into some of the things that are going on in the individual states in a little bit, even Montine. Joe Racinella, 
I want to expand on the conversation you guys were just having, because I think sometimes people could disconnect like larger concepts as opposed to getting it into the grassroots. When the family falls apart, the state steps in. And that is a socialistic idea of governance. The family, when it's weak, the state steps in. This is something that all people of goodwill should be against. Because the state cannot love you like your mother and father, nor can they take care of you. That's the first point. Um, the second point, we talked about the sexual revolution. This, if you ask me, is the heart of the issue and why we see you know, the conservatives, the Republicans who are swaying. Obviously, they want power. And now that they've seen the voting outcomes of two cycles in America, they're starting to hedge. And I think that's going to continue, as it does in Europe. With that said, I think sometimes we look at symptoms. We have to get to the root cause. The root cause of the abortion issue is sex before marriage and contraception. Now, this is a taboo topic. Even with Catholics, you talk about contraception. Catholics overwhelmingly use contraception, overwhelmingly, sadly. That's why our divorce rate is what it is. How do we get that horse out back into the barn? Because ultimately, it's the out. That's why Republicans are for it, too. They have sex outside of marriage. They have sex before marriage. Sometimes they even have sex outside of their covenant, their marriage covenant. Abortion's the out. Contraception fails. You have abortion. That's why abortion exists. We have to change the mindset of people, convince them that when you have a, more, a, a contraceptive mentality, even in your marriage, you're working against your marriage. You're indirectly destroying your marriage. That's the message that I tell people. And the statistics, sociologically speaking, point to that conclusion. Talk about that, because I think that's the root cause of abortion that no one talks about. But that's what it is. Well, for sure. Abortion is definitely being used as contraception, but no, no question about it. And you're right. I mean, it, it would be wonderful if uh, if we could eliminate the sin of uh, premarital sex or sex outside of the marriage covenant. But let's face it, the way our society is going, that's not going to happen. That's why we have to fight this on all fronts. I definitely agree that we should be talking a lot more about chastity and, and, and faithfulness in this marriage covenant. However, that that should definitely be addressed in and and many, many ways. We're focusing more on trying to make people understand how abortion hurts women, how how it should be unthinkable. It should not even be a concept of of, of a contraceptive mentality as using abortion as a contraception. So yes, I agree with you 100%. I'm not sure what the answer is and how to get people to realize that that's what that's where it started. You know, that's where the whole mess of the abortion industry started is from from the sexual revolution and having sex outside of marriage and using it as contraception. I absolutely agree. Not sure what the answer is. Well, let me, add, let me just add on that, Joe. This is what I think the answer is. Catholics have to practice what they preach. People have to see it. People have to see families that don't contraceptive, that are happy, that are thriving. That's how we do it. We actually have to pray and fast to live that type of life. 
That's how we do it as Catholics. But as far as what you're saying, and it's 100% correct, abortion hurts women. We have to take back the language because it's exactly the opposite of what the media says. They say abortion is pro-woman. It's women's health. No, it's not. Look at what happens to a woman when she has an abortion. Look at what happens. High alcoholism, suicide, promiscuity, sometimes failed well, marriages. That's Joe, why please. it's no, that's why it's important. Even Montine's joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, the walk for life uh in um West Coast. That's why it's important to have those women like you're doing, Eva, up there giving giving a talk because the media doesn't like those women. We know, we know, all right, you much more than Joe and I, but Joe and I are have our are, are toe in the water enough to know that we, you know, we've talked to enough people who are in the pro-life movement to know the actual number of women who are wrecked, wrecked by abortion. The media will never cover. They'll just show these, these pleasant looking women walking into Planned Parenthood to get their contraception that's going to fail. And that's a design by Planned Parenthood because they want the contraception to fail, knowing that when it fails, they'll be back for the abortion. And that's how they make their money. Um, that's why it's so important what you're doing. Um, so you're going to have at the, you're going to have speakers uh, there. You're going to have you said several speakers at the at the Walk for Life West Coast. But Eva, the, the question I was getting to is real quick. Just when did the West, Walk for Life West Coast begin, um, and uh, and how did it evolve to where it's at now? Sure. Um, in 2004, our then mayor, Gavin Newsom, allowed same-sex marriages, which were at that time against the law. So we decided to have a marriage rally. And within three weeks, we organized an event um, here in San Francisco, and we had like a couple thousand people show up. And we were amazed, and we were pleased, and, and hopefully did some good. And um, then when that was over, we thought, well, you know, we, we need to keep this going. We've got to get these people together, our peers together to support each other. And we had been to the March for Life and we were so impressed by that event that we decided to start a sister event here in San Francisco because there's so many people from the West Coast. It's just too long of a trip to make it out to Washington, D.C. for the March for Life. So we decided let's do a sister event. They always do theirs during the week. Um, they focus on legislation. We decided let's do ours on on a weekend and from the very first year from 2005 on we've uh, our motto has always been abortion hurts women we see so many especially out here on the west coast uh women who are hurting you see the drug abuse you know out here a lot of it has to do with that um so so that's how it kind of got started that first year Gavin Newsom, Camilla Harris, both who were at that time here in San Francisco, they had a rally against us. They that they, say on the same day they had a city official city proclamation against us. They had a rally, their own rally down the street against us, their own walk against us, and we outnumbered them double. So for because they gave us so much advertisement, because they were so vocal about coming out against us, they basically made us successful. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta that. love it. 
Yeah, I've got to love it. Got to love it. What they did. I mean, they really brought together the Bay Area folks. Um, there are a lot of good people here in San Francisco and the Bay Area. Nobody talks about them because you hear only about the ne negative. But uh, we certainly show that once a year, we show that San Francisco and the Bay Area has a lot of good, faithful people. And they all come together. And we, you know, like before COVID, we were up to about 45, 50,000 people. COVID, you know, shut us down. Well, actually, we're the only pro-life event that I know of that kept going even through COVID. Uh, we just decided no matter what, we're going to keep doing it. So we did it. It was great. It was probably one of my favorite walks. Um, anyway, but so we're building back up. I think this year we're expecting maybe around 35, 30 to 35,000. Um, so that's pretty good. And so, yeah, we're, we're just showing that no matter where you go, there are good pro-life people. So can you yeah. imagine, could you imagine if, if, if let's say someone let's, I won't use an individual's name. If someone on the right, let's say, uh, uh, let's say a quote unquote conservative mayor of a town in Florida. Okay. Said if, if the, if the women's March with those stupid pink hats that they wear, we're going down the street. Can you imagine the media reaction if a conservative mayor said, uh, I'm rallying all you all you uh, people who are against this, abortion, homosexuality, all that stuff, uh, to go and to, I'm, I, as the mayor, I'm going to start a counter-protest against those who are protesting. Can you imagine the outrage in the media? But of course, you can't say, you can't say anything about Kamala, and you certainly can't say anything about Gavin Newsom. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to hand it over to Joe before the break, Eva, just on the political level, level I'm not convinced Nobody, I've met so many people from California, and I'm in Arizona now. I met a lot of people from California when I was in New Jersey, okay? I met so many people from California, and I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. I've never met one liberal from California. I've never met one person who voted for Gavin Newsom. I've never met one person who, who let's say, was from the Bay Area who would even think for a second that they go along with what all the, all the politics of San Francisco. I'm firmly convinced there's something going on there. In other words, because I am convinced that there are more people, particularly Hispanics, who 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 don't, I think, get a lot of news, uh, because a lot of those people who are, who have come here from other countries, Hispanic, are Catholic. If they think they knew what the Gavin Newsoms of the world stood for, they probably wouldn't vote for them. Okay, but I, that's my little political two cents. I'm not convinced California's off the deep end. I just think something structurally is amiss. And probably needs to be addressed. And you probably know that better than I do. You don't have to get into that, Eva. I don't want to get you in any trouble, okay? Because we're here talking about, you know, the walk for life, uh, West Coast. But if you want, you could comment on that. Because I've met a lot of conservatives from California. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the main reasons I don't move from here. I mean, there's such a good group here and there's such such they're grounded and they they're fighters because where we live, we have to be. And so it's it's. We're united. We have a united front here, fighting this culture of of, of abortion and and drug addicts and and homelessness, etc. So, so yeah, no, I agree. There's there there are many 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 good people here. I think I remember a couple of years ago, Father Fessio did a, a study or his personal study, and per capita, San Francisco had more con uh, contemplative nuns than anywhere else in America. I mean, we have so many uh, orders here in the city. So and. 
they're the ones that are keeping us afloat. Their prayers are certainly uh, certainly have a, such an effect on the rest of us that that's why we're still here. We're fighting and we're not going to lose. I'm firmly convinced. I'm going to hand it over to Joe before the break for a question. But I'm firmly convinced that the work of those orders, Sisters of Life and others, is I, I get teary-eyed when I talk about them. Uh, Joe's very close to them. Uh, me and my wife were very close to them. Um, that's one of the reasons why we moved where we did when we decided to leave New Jersey, because the sisters are here also, and they do the you know, the prayer in front of the abortion clinics. They really keep it going. They're coming to, they're coming to the walk from Arizona. I, I love it. I love it. I wish I'm I could with come. Them. I really <laughs> do. I, I got I to gotta talk to my wife tonight. I got to see if there's a way, even if my wife could go. I'll, yeah. I'll see. I, I will. If the two of us or the three of us, uh, great. Maybe if just one of us could come, that I, we'll we'll make our way out there. Uh, okay. Thanks for letting me know about that, because the sisters might let us hitch a ride. Joe Racinello. I'm going to talk speakers, and we'll carry it over on the other side. Um, you have some really good speakers. You have one from New Jersey. He is uh, a Protestant African-American uh, speaker. I want to focus on him specifically, and you could tell us about your other speakers as well, because... Sadly, most of Planned Parenthoods, as in the clinics themselves, are in walking distance from, for, from communities that are predominantly Latino or African-American. I, and I pose this question to people and anyone who lists, why? Why is that? Can we answer that? Because if we address that question, I think we come to a certain conclusion. It's the conclusion of the foundation of Planned Parenthood, which was based upon eugenics. We're not helping these communities by putting those particular clinics in their community. Why aren't they in white communities? It's not in my community. It's in poor communities. Why is that? Let's address that and let's talk about the speakers. We could start now and continue it on the other side. Well, I agree with you that, that Planned Parenthood targets uh, the black community and uh, the poor community more than, and obviously the wealthy community. Uh, and you're right, Margaret Sanger was all about eugenics, you know, and, and she didn't believe that they were worthy. And so definitely Reverend Childress does very, very important work by exposing that. By showing, I mean, he has so many statistics, and and he's and he's such a powerful speaker. I'm not sure if you've ever heard him speak, but you can't help but feel so motivated to 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 and so enraged by what is happening and what Planned Parenthood is doing all across the country by going into these neighborhoods and and destroying black families. Because let's face it, wherever you have more abortion, you're going to have more pain. You're going to have more breakup of family. I mean. If there's one thing that's obvious to us from these 20 years of doing the Walk for Life, it's that abortion hurts women, but it hurts them so deeply that it hurts the family, it hurts the the husband, it hurts the partner, it hurts it hurts everyone. And so, yeah, so Reverend Childress, God bless him. We have him almost every single year. I think he's only missed like one year. He was with us from year one, and he is powerful, and his message is so important. That's why we have him back every year. Joe, did we did we meet him up in Connecticut? We we no we we saw him at Joe Biden's house. We're crazy, Eva. We went to Joe Biden's. Oh, house that's right. Yeah, we, in front yeah. of his house. He yeah, was there. Yeah, there was a prayer rally in front of Joe Biden's house, and and there was a speakers okay. before then. Father Imbarada, uh, Rabbi, what was his name? Rabbi Levin. Ye Yehuda Levin. Yehuda Levin. Um, not so it wasn't just Catholic. Father Imbarada was there. Reverend Childress was there. I want to make this quick comment, Eva, and then we're going to go to the break, and and then and then I'll get a comment for you when we come back 
the way it's set up is everything that you're trying to do, all right, and the pro-life movement is trying to do, convince people that abortion hurts women, convince people, as Joe just said, you really don't have to convince people, it's a statistical fact, that more black babies are killed in New York City than are born. All these things. And the other side, and yes, it's the other side and their media allies, they always just say the opposite. See, Eva, I don't know if you knew this. According to MSNBC, you're a racist <laughs> because you're pro-life. So am I, so's Joe. So is anybody's pro-life because, well, banning abortion would disproportionately affect black women. Right, more black babies would be born. How in the world that we let them get away with that? In other words, even conservative, so-called conservative media never points this out that, that, that we need to take our language back. No, if you want more black babies dead, you, unfortunately, I'm sorry, you are the racist. If you want more women in therapy or suicidal or alcoholic or drug addicted and possibly physically injured or maybe can't have children now that she's had an abortion, that's your fault. That's not ours. We're trying to tell her, no, this is a bad road. So we'll talk about that when we get back. But it's one of the things I think we as Catholics, as pro-lifers, we need to point out that their language, whatever they say, is projection because it only applies to them. Not, not, not to us. Um, Eva Montana is joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Rosanello. We're on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, thirteen fifty on your AM dial, one hundred three point nine on your FM dial. Spreading the truth of the Catholic faith in the New York City metropolitan area. You're also probably seeing this on social media, uh, X, Facebook, YouTube. Facebook and YouTube will probably take it down. Screw them. Um, but we're on X and Rumble, uh, so this video will be on there. Please share it. Please share this video because now I just found out I'm going to try to get to the, the Walk for Life uh, West Coast. Um, it might not be that difficult or as much difficult as I thought. Check it out. See if maybe one of your family members could go. And let's increase that number from 35000 to 45000 this weekend. Eva Montian will be right back. We're just going to take a quick break. Catholic Radio works, and now we have it here in Connecticut and New York. It's been seen around the country that there's no better tool for evangelization. Where there's Catholic Radio, the folks who listen deepen their faith, families are strengthened, parishes and communities flourish. So, let people know you're listening to Veritas, tell your friends to tune in, and let's make an impact here for Jesus and His Church. This is Steve Lee for Veritas Catholic Network. Welcome back to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Racinello. We are way in the breach with Eva Montana, one of the founders of Walk for Life West Coast. Now, Eva, before the break, I set up uh, a little thing that I wanted your comment on about how the things that are we're accused of, all right, you in particular, because you are, you are firmly in the pro-life movement, okay? And we should all, wherever we are in our station in life, support the Sisters of Life, so support the Walk for Life, anybody who's fighting for, for, for the unborn. Um, but we have to take back our language a little bit. I alluded to the fact earlier that you and your family, you escaped communism uh, a, a long time ago, thank the Lord. Um, one of the things that they try to do is they try to mold the language. They try to shape the language in a way. Uh, usually it's projection. I happen to mention calling pro-lifers racist, saying that abortion is health care. How important is it that we speak a certain way also and stop letting the enemies of life okay um stop letting them t uh, control the language if you know where i'm going with that yes there's so many people that are afraid of this cancel culture you know they they're afraid to speak out because they might 
it might affect their jobs or their friendships, their neighborhoods, etc. And you just you have to be stronger than that. If you, this is way more important than being canceled by by friends or even even on in job. Uh, because, you know, without life, what 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 do you have? I mean, we escaped communism, and I remember when going back one time after we escaped, um, I went back to visit family, and I was very young. I was, I think, I was in high school. I went by myself. So my my uncle who was there took me, was taking me around, showing me the you know the sites, etc. And I remember seeing a building and I thought and I told him I said oh my gosh what an ugly building and he was horrified he says oh you can't say that you can't say that if they hear you you know you you're going to be in trouble and it reminds me of that because they control you they try to control your every thought and if and they try to do it with fear you know and that and this fear of being canceled is making a lot of people even if when they're pro-life they they're afraid to speak out they're afraid to say anything and I think that is one of the reasons that an event like ours and the March for Life and all the different marches around the country are important because you come together and you get encouragement and strength from talking to others and and being and seeing that you're not alone, you know, and and you and you there's help for you if anything happens and and so that's why it's very important to do this and very important to to get the encouragement you need by attending these events and even conferences or or even just go to uh, pro-life um, activities and and galas and fundraisers or anything like that where you can meet others and get some encouragement is super important. In every area, every area of this country, Eva, I, I, I know this without knowing it for certain, there are people in front of Catholics in particular and others in front of abortion clinics praying for an end to abortion. I came to Arizona, vibrant Catholic community, Every, I I find I can find a, a, an abortion clinic to pray in front of every day with other people. All right. What I think is so important, and I was going to mention that I'm going to hand it over to Joe, and it's one of the reasons why the media hates Elon Musk so much. Okay. And not that I'm the biggest fan, but one thing I am happy that he did was that he bought Twitter and he changed it into X. You mentioned something. If you don't pay attention or find alternative media and you just watch mainstream media, even Fox News, Okay, for for all its so-called conservatism, you would think you're alone. You would think you're alone when you watch a show like this amongst many, 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 many others and you share it, which I hope if you're watching this on X or you're watching this on Rumble in particular, please share it. You know what you realize, Eva? We're not alone. Number one, we know we have God. So so that let's put that to bed right there. We know we we are on the side of God on this. Okay, but we also know there are other people out there whose voices are just not getting out there. And your march is so encouraging. It's so inspiring. It's one of the reasons why Roe versus Wade got overturned, because of, because of the marches for 50 years, when everybody thought that people like you, even Montana, were crazy. You're nuts. You're not going to do anything just with all those prayers. Now, we'll talk about it. I want to save some time later on to talk about what's going on now, post-Roe. But Roe versus Wade is no longer the law of the land, okay? Um, and that's because of people like you. That's because people speak out and the, my whole point in this was you're not alone you're not alone there's plenty of voices out there i say the majority of the country is not in, in favor of all this stuff but you wouldn't know it by watching you know mainstream media um did you want to comment on that media uh on uh, that eva 
Um, no, I, I totally agree with you. And again, that's why I agree. It's very important for people to get involved. And we hope that the you know, it's very important to, for us anyway, for at the Walk for Life, because we focus on abortion hurts women, is is to every year we always make sure that we have one person, one woman who shares her experience of, of having an abortion. And this year, obviously, we have a very important guest. We have Kaya Jones, who was a former member of the Pussycat Dolls, which was at that uh, back in the day, was a very famous group. Um, but she's had three abortions. And and she talks so clearly and eloquently about the fact that once you have one, you it kind of normalized it, and it it took it took her it took a major look at herself and seeing what her example was giving to the young women who were coming to their concerts, and it just made her wake up and realize that you know. That an example that they set is so important. So she became very vocally pro-life, and she's trying to make a, a change in the society. So, so all that to say that it's very important to listen and to get encouragement from these women who have been through it, who are willing to talk about it, who are willing to put themselves out there and be canceled. Um, so yeah, that's it circled back around to what you were saying. <laughs> Absolutely. And one thing I'm going to hand it over to Joe. One thing I would say is thank God for mother Angelica. Thank yeah. God. She, thank God, God gave her the ability to found the W10 because your March every year, correct me if I'm wrong. You get the EWMP, I believe, Teresa Tamio. She's a friend of the show. I think last year she went out. Um, no, she or, goes to the march, and Father Mark Mary comes to ours. And I have to say, yes. EWTN has been with us since year one. I mean, all 20 years they've been here. And so we we can't we can't thank them enough, and we can't uh, stress enough how important what they are doing is. Because, I mean, they get the word out across the world. You know, I That's mean, they're true. everywhere. That's where I was going with that is yeah. that, yes, it is a worldwide organization, mm -hmm. and that means a lot of people in a lot of places, whether it's Budapest or whether it's Houston, Texas, um, or Phoenix, Arizona, they're seeing, and which beautiful thing, they're going to they're gonna hear that woman's testimony. They're going to hear, she's, she's an African-American, am I correct? Oh, she's a beautiful blonde. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So they're going to hear the testimony, um, and, and that's important, I think, particularly for more well-known people. Um, to to re recognize this, to speak out about it. So God bless her. Joe Rasinello. You talked about victims, how women are victimized by abortion, and that's factual. It's not opinion. It hurts women. But let's talk about those who are pro-abortion, because many of those people are victims. They just don't admit it. That's where you see the rabid anger. Many of the people who are vehemently pro-choice have had abortions and are wounded. They're wounded people and they live in a rationalization. It's, it's simply that. Because listen, I know people like you mentioned that woman who was in a rock band who basically confronted, you said she took a good look at herself. That's very hard to do when you did something like that. And I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not a perfect person. Believe me. But what I am saying is this, to admit that is hard, and we have to encourage people and talk to them and address the wounds of these people because they are wounded. 
And it shows, C.S. Lewis talks about that. When you try to basically change reality, protest against reality, it ends in frustration and anger. It can't be. It's like saying gravity doesn't work or the sun isn't out. It's reality. You're not going to change it. You can't deny it. It's reality. Abortion is real and it wounds people. And many of these people are just acting out. They're acting out. And we have to talk about that because I think we have to reach a hand to them in that way because ultimately that's how I believe we. it's a step in fixing this because ultimately they're dug in. They're, they're not listening to facts. They're not listening to logic. They're not listening. They're wounded. We have to tend to their wounds. Talk about that because I think it's important. Yes, no, and 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 I agree that it's it, we're so divided in this, especially the women who have had abortions. They and they're hurting, and and they try to justify themselves and justify what they have done, and and that's why they're so vocal and angry. Um, and it's 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 never good to 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 angrily fight with the with people who have had abortions we, we have to reach out to them in love we have to reach out to them with the truth about their pain and that again bringing it back is so important to hear the the kayas of the world who uh who've had abortions who are hurting because they can reach these people mo way more than those who have not or even men you know it's it's better when they hear it from a woman who has been through what they've been through and that's why it is so 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 important for them to reach out. We've had people at the walk come up to us saying that they, for years, they walked against us. And just by listening to some of the talks, they actually started joining us. I mean, it was, it was incredible. One lady even came up to one of our volunteers and, and she was angry, but she says, I can't believe how angry I've been with, with you guys. And I've been here, but this year I'm walking with you. So, it, you know, it, it, it does work. It's, it's sometimes painstakingly too slow, but it does work to reach out to them. And even if you save one woman's soul, it's well worth it. And, and even, you know, forgiveness is real. You mm -hmm. see, I, I, I don't know if people actually believe that. Like, no matter what you did in this life, no matter who you are or what you did, forgiveness is real. And as Catholics, the beauty of our faith is we can go to confession. That's right. And in that confession, we leave such a burden that cannot be underestimated because I don't know if people actually believe that, but it's true. It simply is. And life is so much better when we live in that manner. It, you are so much better off. You are so much more healthy. Everyone wants to be healthy, Eva. Everyone's eating natural things. How about we live healthy? That's a healthy practice. Yep. And I think it's not explored enough. It's not spoken enough from the pulpit. Confession is like, it's like, remember the movie Caddyshack? Do you remember that movie, old school movie? They're like, yeah, the pool's open. It's from uh, 3 to 3.10 on Saturday. That, that's when the pool's open. No, no, confession's open all the time. We always can go to confession. We need to go to confession. It's a beautiful thing. Talk about that because I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's used enough. And people have to realize, listen, no one's perfect. People make mistakes. But there's a way out of that mistake. The confessional is a beautiful, beautiful 
experience with the Lord. And it's open to everyone. It doesn't cost a dime. Exactly. I I always, uh, you know, women who are hurting and women who say that my my sin is too big and God would never forgive me. And and it, I always like to say, you know, there's no, no sin that's greater than God. God is above all, you know, God can forgive any sin. You, you, it's, it's kind of even, I don't say this to them, but it's kind of even like prideful to think that, that your sin is bigger than God. You know, you, you need to understand, you need to little yourself. You need to, to understand that God can forgive all sin. And like you said, go to confession, or if you're not a Catholic, go talk to your pastor, or if you're not a, a Christian, just understand that there's a being God out there who will forgive you. I mean, God is all love, right? I mean, we've been, everybody teaches that God is love. And if God is love, he's not going to turn you away. He's not going to say, no, your sin is, is unforgivable. So yeah, absolutely. We, we encourage and so much want to help women who are struggling, who are in pain or who are in, who are angry, who are frustrated. We are here for them. And that's why we have the info fair. We have so many resources that we give out there to let women know that there is so much help out there. Eva, when is the when is the march again? It's let this our audience know. Yeah, this is the coming Saturday, Saturday, January 20th. It's in Civic Center Plaza and all the information and all the other events, because there's a lot of other events around the walk, even on Friday. Um, and then after the walk, there are parties and karaoke and barbecues and stuff. So all of that is on our website. And that's walkforlifewc.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's something it, it, it's it, I mean, we could go over it and over it again. I think I think the idea that you two just talked about, I think one and this goes for a lot of things, but abortion in particular. I, I have wanted when I've done something that's gravely wrong. OK, as abortion is, first of all, I don't need I don't need anybody to tell me that I did because the natural law that God wrote in my heart. I know that what I did was wrong. That's why all human beings on one level or another um, feel guilt. The men, the men too, who who force sometimes women to go and have abortions. They know what they did was wrong, and there's only one of two ways to go: you either seek forgiveness, okay, and understand what you did was wrong, or you gotta you gotta re you gotta you know you dig in deeper, and then and then actually once you've accepted that there's nothing wrong with what you did, then you got to try to convince others that it's not wrong for them to do the same thing. That's the way evil, and in this case, abortion. That's how it perpetuates itself. Somebody's got to stop and say, no, this is wrong. That's what you're doing. We are trying in our small way, Eva. We're trying to uh, uh, never, ever, ever at this show. We talk about a lot of different things. I would say abortion is the one thing we probably talk about more than anything else. Now, let me go in a different area. I mean, we're not going to get overtly political, but there is a political reality uh, to the post Roe versus Wade America. Ohio just enshrined the quote unquote right to kill your child up to the moment of birth uh, into their constitution. Most people who signed that or voted for that did not know that they were voting for that. But nonetheless, now that's in their constitution. They're, do they're trying to do the same thing in Florida. I'm in Arizona. They're trying to do the same thing here. In a few weeks on our social media show, we're going to have on Ed Steele, who's heading the decline to sign uh, movement here, which is to try to let people know don't sign that petition to put that on the ballot. Uh, because that allows for abortion up to the moment of birth. And even pro-choice people, Eva, you know better than us, uh, are not in favor of abortion 
up to the moment of birth, okay? Uh, people who are, let's say, would call themselves pro-choice to a certain degree, which is most people in this country. Um, so talk about what you're seeing on the landscape there, because to me, that now is the most pressing issue, uh, because starting from Roe versus Wade up until last year, it was nine Supreme Court justices that made the law of the land. Now America is becoming increasingly pro-abortion, but now it's the people that are deciding they want that. That's two different things. I'd love your comments on that. Well, I, I agree with what you said uh, um, during that, that most people don't understand what they're voting for. They don't understand what they're signing because I, I truly believe that if they understood that it was uh, that you could kill a baby till the day before they're born, they would not have signed it. I don't think that, I, you know, it's very hard to lobby against the abortion industry because they have so much money. They have so much, you know, advertising budget. Um, and and we, we don't, <laughs> or at least at least we don't. And California is already a sanctuary state for abortion. I mean, Gavin Newsom now wants to make sure California can export the, the abortion pill to every uh, state in the country. And... It's, it's horrific to think that my tax dollars that, you know, that I'm living here in California are, are going to his supporting what he's envisioning for California. But again, I just think it's so important to teach people, to make them understand what it is that they're fighting for. Um, and I, do, I truly don't believe that people understood it because it, it would be it's too hard for me to comprehend that they understood what they were voting for and they voted for it anyway. I, I just yeah. I, I really think that we need more more teaching. So I don't know how to do that. I don't have answers for that, but that's what we need. We need to let people know what they're signing. I would, I'm going to hand it over to Joe, but I would love your comment on this. One of the things we have to do is tell other so-called Republicans and conservatives, again, forget about the Republicans, just people who call themselves pro-life conservatives, and have in the past, okay? And I'll say, I'll mention them by name, okay? Donald Trump, okay? Ann Coulter, and people like that, who are telling us now, well, we, let's not talk about abortion anymore. You pro-lifers got what you wanted which was the overturning of Roe versus Wade. No, 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 that's not what we wanted. We want a country that recognizes our right to life. Rover, overturning Roe versus Wade was just supposed to be one of, one of the battles in the larger war. Because Donald Trump has said, okay, we shouldn't talk about abortion so much. Ann Coulter and others have said we should, Republicans and conservatives need to stop talking about abortion. I'm going to talk about it louder now. I want to shame those so-called conservatives and people who said they were pro-life for years. Okay, no, the fight is just beginning. I don't know if anybody broke the news to you, okay? Ohio, which went for Trump by eight points, just put abortion in their constitution up to the day of birth. Don't tell me we're not still in the war. Sorry about getting a little angry, Eva, but we, at the very least, if you're not going to get through to the pro-death forces, we need to tell people who are supposedly on our side to shut up. Shut up on abortion. If you're not going to say the right thing on abortion, keep your mouth shut. I'd love a comment for that before I hand it over to Joe. I couldn't agree more. And in this election year, we're going to, we can't obviously, because we're a First Amendment uh, rally, we can't really support candidates, but we're definitely going to make make a very strong statement about voting your conscience. And we're going to have voter registration cards available. We're going to 
as much as we can try to steer people to understand that voting makes a lot of difference and it can save lives. So absolutely, uh, we're, we're, we're on board. <laughs> we're with you. Sorry, Eve, I didn't mean to get overtly political. No, you're, but when, you're but when I hear things like that, I say, well, okay, but 10 years ago, you didn't strike that tune. Now you're striking that tune. We we have a victory. It's it's an early victory, if you ask me, but th there's a long slog. There's a long war ahead of us we when know. it comes to ending this and recognizing the right to life in the Constitution, okay? Um, and, and you're telling me to, sh to shut up about it because you just want to go back to making money? Give me a break. Joe Racinello. I think... We have to also focus on something you mentioned earlier on the other side, Eva. You mentioned that in San Francisco, there's a lot of contemplative nuns, and that is basically what's propping up the movement as well as the Catholic uh, vibrancy in the city. With that said, we all could do something. Not everyone can go out to the West Coast and march in San Francisco or even in D.C. if you're from you know, the East Coast. I, I have gone to it. I have five young children I have work. My wife has work. It's life is crazy, but we can pray and fast. I can't emphasize that enough. How prayer and fasting changes the world. Jesus said that Jesus said it. He said, they asked him, why can't we fix this person? Meaning this, this person to, to, to basically change in the gospel. I'm giving a Jersey rendition of the gospel, Eva, but that's kind of what I do. And he says, you can't do it because you didn't pray and fast. You see, you mentioned that there's forces up against us. They have money. They have the political machine. We have the Blessed Mother. We have our Catholic faith. We have to pray and fast. It's essential. It's essential in my book. Because I'm going to tell you this, when people who were doing something wrong are confronted with holiness, it's like a bucket of cold water thrown in their face. St. Francis would kiss the hand of a priest that had a mistress, and he said, it was that hand that brought me the Eucharist, and the man would change because he was just so holy. You see, there is also the answer. We as Catholics have all the tools to do that. And prayer also, when we appeal to Our Lady, Our Lady whispers in the ear of people. Think about Pontius Pilate's wife. Don't mess with that man. Again, the Jersey rendition of the gospel. That's what she said to her husband. Don't mess with that man. That's prayer. That's what we have to do. What do you think? I agree. Um, my parish here in San Francisco, there's not a single, uh, well, there hasn't been up till this, my parish, a single uh, adoration chapel in the city, you know, that, that's open 24 hours a day. And we have a, a new pastor that came about 10 years ago, and he immediately started perpetual adoration. The parish was dying. There was just maybe a handful of people that were coming to the, to the parish. And he has just, just by adoration, just by encouraging people to come and pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament for, for an hour at a time, he, the, the parish has been revitalized. And 
it's all owed to prayer. So prayer is absolutely very, very, very important. And we encourage that. We have prayer at there at the walk. Archbishop Corleone always leads us in prayer. And so, yes, I agree with you that we cannot do it without prayer. Like we talked about the sisters that are here that were praying praying for the city, praying for us, praying for uh, the pro-life movement. We couldn't do it without prayer. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and a lot of, you know, I think also, Eva, we need is we need to remember that we are not, we are not going to save the world. We are not going to, it, it's, it, we, God is using us, uses Joe and I in the way he uses us, uses you in the way he uses you. He's using us. Ultimately, it's going to be his actions. You know, if he wanted to, abortion ends tomorrow. Okay. He's obviously going to draw greater good out of this. Um, but we have to trust that, you know, and I think that speaks to what Joe was saying and what you uh, backed up was, but yeah, but in order to express your trust and love for God, well, why don't you pray to him? Why don't you pray for the unborn as an intention in every one of your prayers? Okay. Um, well, it just says a few words. Just, Lord, please protect the unborn. Mother Mary, please protect the unborn. Um, and then we we, 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 we uh, express that love and that trust in God. And ultimately, look, whether we're here and we're alive for it or whether we're in heaven looking down on it, eventually we'll see how God's going to turn this turn this ship around, you know, in, in his way on his time. Eva, give us some final comments, if you will, some information on the march and whatever you want to let our audience know. Sure. Uh, well, we didn't speak about two of the other speakers at our rally. One of them is Lila Rose from Live Action. So okay. I think most people are familiar with her. And then we have Kim Henkel, and she's going to be talking about adoption, which is so important. And you can, you can spend an hour on just the importance of adoption and about fostering. So she was fostering some kids, and she adopted four of them. And so she, she has a very important message. So she's we're kind of covering all aspects of the, the pro-life issue. And um so yeah, so so those are our speakers. We're going to give the Gianna Mola Award, which we've given to somebody every single year uh, this year to Father Fessio, who is actually also my boss, <laughs> yeah, I'm the founder of Ignatius Press. And but he has been in the pro life movement from. I mean, he went to jail for protesting in front of Planned Parenthood. So, um, so we're going to give him the award. So he'll give a little talk. It'll be a great event. It'll be. It's supposed to uh, rain before and after, but it looks like rain will be. We, we're going to miss the rain right in our uh, Good. our rally area. So, so yeah, so if you want to come and join us, you can find out all the information, walkforlifewc.com. Awesome. When Father Fessio comes on the show, it becomes the front line with Joe, Joe, and Joe. So, so, so it's By the way, this to... is our twenty. This is our twentieth anniversary. So we are doing a little. We're we paid to have the playground open for the kids. We are going to have face painting, pro life face painting. We're going to have temporary tattoos. I've got one on now. It's basically the Walk for Life logo. We were testing it out. So we're trying to get you know you know we're trying to give it a little bit of a flavor for the young kids because we have a lot of families that come. So we're very That's proud of that and, and and invite the kids to come. Awesome. Eva Monty and thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Hopefully I see you this weekend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, after we get done with the show I'm gonna make it my business to try to figure out how I'm gonna get to San Francisco. But thank you so much. You know you're always welcome back here to discuss anything. Uh, so we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Joe and Joe. <laughs>
Absolutely. And thank you out there for joining us at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, uh, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial. Please share this video wherever you're hearing it or wherever you're seeing it. Please share it. Please share it. Let people know about more than just the Walk for Life uh, West Coast, but abortion in general. And let's start raising the awareness of the American people so with God's grace, we could turn this ship around. Thank you once again. And remember, until the next time, that our conversation is your conversation, and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.